welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s, 30s and 40s. I'm Chantelle the Coach, a single life empowerment coach, helping women to make friends, to enjoy their single life and to overcome those feelings of loneliness. On this podcast, we talk about dating, living alone, relationships and friendships, changing careers, journaling, doing the work and a whole ton of different topics. We are now nearly at a year's worth of the Single Girl's Guide to Life and there is so much for you to explore on the rest of the episodes. But I want to start off with that if you have listened to this podcast episode or any of the others before, if you could head to Spotify if you're listening there and hit the star rating to give it a rating, or if you're listening on another podcast player like Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a review. It makes such a difference to get the message out there to help other singles come together and realise that they're not the only ones. And if you want to go that little step further, sharing some of the episodes on your social media channels, tag me in it, and that way we can keep spreading the single life celebrations and helping people to get through the more challenging elements of being single and the way that society sees singleness. Now this week's episode, we're going to be talking about something that could affect you even if you were in a relationship, but I think it's something that we don't talk about often enough. I don't think I've heard many people speak about it really. And the reason that I bring this up in terms of the single girl's guide to life is that when you are single, i.e. you are not in a romantic relationship, or unlikely to be, the other place that you get a lot of your support from people is through your friendships. Could be through family as well, but friendships are a hallmark part of a single person's life. And I constantly talk about the idea of building up a network of people that you interact with and that provide you with a lot of the things that a relationship would, but because you're not in that, doesn't get that. And there's some limits to where the friendships can go, but really finding the people that get you really finding the people that have been there with you and understand where you're at. Now, the problem comes with the fact that we don't talk about the fact that our friendships can change and will change. It's a little bit like a relationship. In the films we see with relationships, we see the chase, we see the struggle, and we generally see the girl and the guy getting together at the end in most kind of romantic films, rom-coms. There's a few that don't go along that, and obviously we're starting to see more and more different relationship setups and different gender combinations on the screen. However, previously, that's what it's looked like, and it still dominates. We then see this happily ever after, or we imagine the happily ever after that comes with it. There are then some kind of rom-coms or just comedies that address life after marriage and raising kids and things like that. But we seem to think that it's going to last and stand the test of time, and that is a hallmark of a good relationship. And I think the same thing can be assumed of our friendships. And this will depend on your experiences of friendships through time. Sometimes we think that the friends that we had when we were very little should still be the friends that we have in our lives as an adult. And that is an ideal. It would be lovely to think that you met a friend at nursery or that your mum's met in the hospital and you stayed friends forever. And that you move through life at 
a similar enough pace and were able to accept each other and didn't move millions of miles away. And it depends on what you define as friend because some people you can be really apart from from for a long time and then when you come together it's like nothing has changed. But at the same time, if that person's not there for you in your life regularly and that is what you need then there's a different kind of category of friend there and it does not to say that they're not your friend but we definitely need people that are there for us consistently that we're able to meet and communicate with and some friendships are just or more lean towards being you know whatsapp friendships and others lean towards regularly seeing them weekly and the whole idea around friendships to me is very similar to relationships What is it that it looks like to you? What is it that you get from that person? What do you give to that person? What's the dynamic between you? Are they draining? Is the bit when they drain you matched or balanced out by the positive things that you get to do together? Relationships to me are all connections to people. So it doesn't matter if there's in the romantic element or not. All friendships need maintenance. They need attention, care, boundaries. And actually using our friendships to practice the skills in our relationship was what Cheryl Muir was talking about in a previous episode on preparing for partnership. And I think that's valid too. We should be practicing all of those skills of communication and boundary setting with our friends. However, we seem to think in our heads that we must stay friends with the people that surround us right this minute until the very end. Now, my own experience of this I knew very early on, I think, that friendships could be temporary and would change and that you wouldn't see people. My experience growing up was moving schools. Not lots, not significantly so. But the way that my schooling worked, essentially I went to a primary school from reception to year two. And then when we moved, there was then a desire to send us to a private school for a little bit. So it was year three to six, I was in another school. So there was a a gap there or a, a movement. And then from year six, well, going into secondary school, year seven through to year 13 in another school, but that school was a selective grammar. So then I was living in Basildon at the time, for those of you that know the Essex area, and was traveling over to Chelmsford Way. And we did eventually move closer to that. But it also meant that a lot of my friendships weren't local. It wasn't like I had a lot of friends that lived nearby. We had the interactions on the bus. I knew people that lived on my street, but they didn't go to my school. And especially then when I became a teenager and we moved then over the Chelmsford Way, there wasn't those people around again. It was a a lovely area to live, but there weren't those people to make friends with that lived nearby and got the bus with you or walked home. We were all for that school travelling in ridiculous quite frankly, times, people were going to Il- coming from Ilford, going to Ilford and going back. The the spread when you're in a selective grammar can be quite wide. I think that's changed now because of the way that the selective process works. But throughout those stages, I didn't manage to stay in touch with a lot of people from my early childhood. So I remember three key people in my friendships at the primary school, Rebecca, Rachel and Christy, that didn't continue on. Now, we were very young. I'm not saying it was my fault or their fault that that happened. That was a natural move. And it would have been down to our parents and the way that they interacted that would have really determined our friendship there. But the same also happened after my junior school, I suppose I would call it. There were a few people there. And I know I remember 
wanting to see Sophie again. I even gave her my Sims game and thought I would get that back and never did. And it wasn't about the game, it was about seeing them. And I remember another girl, Fern, she left the school, I think, slightly earlier than like us leaving as a kind of year group. And even that, I learnt very early on that you had friendships and they didn't last. And when I used to communicate this to other people, they were shocked and they thought that it would be me saying that we couldn't be friends. I remember this, uh, it was someone that I'd had kind of like a romantic interest in and they had two, but ultimately didn't decide to, this is in the teenage years. And it was part of a group I belonged to. And I said, now that, I think they were leaving the group, now that you're not gonna be part of this group, we're not going to stay friends. It's going to be very difficult. Now that kind of intel at the age of 15 to be able to go and acknowledge that this was going to be hard was a shock to them because they were like, but I will see you. And I was like, I don't think you realise that it will be different. I understood that sometimes proximity was a really big factor of friendship, that being regularly seeing someone, whether that's in school daily or going to a club and seeing someone weekly made the difference in a friendship. So I became used to the idea of people not staying in life that things would change. That doesn't mean I don't find it really difficult when it does. I hate it when friendships change or if it, you know, if it's as obvious as that and that, I, breakups are quite stressful for me because of that element. However, if you haven't experienced that, maybe you, through your schooling, you experience this idea of moving through with a, a little group of friends, you know, maybe the first point that you started to separate out was university if you went. And maybe as an adult, it's become a new reality that friendships change and some friendships kind of die. And it's this idea of friendship breakups. And I think there are two types. When we have a friendship breakup, and I say breakup because a breakup is the ending of a relationship. And as I mentioned earlier, I deem all connections relationships. So just because it's not a romantic one doesn't mean that it's not a breakup. But I think there are two. The first one, I think, is the incident style breakup, right? So something has happened that leads one of you, at least, to no longer want to interact with the other. So it could be, sometimes these grow out of resentment. So someone being a lot of drama and a fight happens or an interaction seems rude or you don't get invited to something. And that triggers some sort of breakup. Now, sometimes they can be diplomatic and fair and, and you talk about it and go, I just don't think this friendship is working. But I don't think that happens as much as we would like it to. What I think happens then as a result of some of those things is possibly speaking about it and saying, I think this is it, but I think it rarely happens. I think ignoring someone and choosing not to engage with them anymore, you know, and then over time slowly unfollowing on social media you might even block their number if it's true it's, it's like a breakup and it depends on how clean it is as to how that goes and then there's the distancing yourself from that person intentionally so that can include some of the things I just mentioned there almost that element of you you know you will talk to them but you won't talk to them that much and you haven't got the heart maybe to explain fully and that might feel a little bit cowardly of us but sometimes we don't know how to deal with it because we don't talk about this. We don't talk about this element of needing to talk to our friends. And I think there's a big unlayering of the whole society to get to a point where you can speak openly and honestly with your friends about your friendship. We talk about keeping a relationship, doing the chat, going to therapy or, you know, doing it yourself, making sure you keep up communication, talk about how you feel. 
I think we sometimes lack that within our friendships and that could be different. And wouldn't it be great? And it comes back to that idea of practicing some of those skills with our friends. The other way that I think that we break up with friends is, is less intentional and we're less aware of it. And that's the gradual breakup, where just gradually over time, you stop talking. There's no reason for it, no particular event that's happened. But for whatever reason, over time, your lives are now not aligned in some way and you feel no reason to message them and ask much about how they're doing and neither do they. And sometimes you do end up messaging. You say, hey, how's everything going? We haven't spoken in ages. And you do a few pleasantry exchanges. But really, there's not a lot more. There's, it's lacking the substance to maintain that friendship. And that's a harder heartbreak of friendship because that person might have been with you for a long period of time, maybe from early childhood, through your school years, something like that. And you just realise that you don't have that interest in one another anymore because maybe school kept you going together and then you had the, the pillars and the milestones of university and then work and over time... That one degree setting off can set the trajectory really far apart over time. And it, it can hurt because there's no real reason for something like that. Even when it has happened with an incident, it can hurt. Because you thought that person loved you no matter what. You didn't think you'd have these agreements. You thought you'd work through them. Sometimes, though, our friendships have lasted just because we've gotten on and agreed and then as we start to become our own person, discover more about ourselves and get new influences, we become different people. God, I'm a completely different person to who I was three years ago, but also if I go further back than that, I've still got things that run through. I'm still very bold and very direct. That hasn't gone. That's not new. That's That's been there since mm, the age of 14, 15 in my own personal acknowledgement of it. Could have been there before for all I know, but I kind of almost step into it more now. Like, I'm not going to change because you think I should. You're going to like me as I am or you're not going to be around me. That is your choice. And there, there comes the brashness and the honesty about that's who I am. That's what you're getting. And for some people, I don't think any friend has ever told me they dislike that. My family might have at times because it comes across as stubbornness. And sometimes people don't need to address it. I don't need to know why people don't speak to me anymore. And I also think I don't dwell on that too much. And I think we can get caught up in that thinking that, what have I done? Have I done something to push them away? And people think about you less than you imagine. I think we think people think of us and, and make those conscious choices. And, oh, my God, it's that I can't stand to be around them. Or I really just don't want to be friends with them anymore. I think there's a lot to be said for just things fizzling out over time and it's nostalgic to look back that's why it hurts because we're like oh but we had such good times it was so good the problem is that was then and it can make you think do I start rekindling this and it's not wrong to rekindle a friendship you can go for it you can try reach out say hey I know we haven't spoken for ages like Address the elephant in the room. Do not ignore the fact that you haven't spoken to him since before the pandemic. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it's been so long and the pandemic has really taken the time away from us. 
I'd love to catch up. And it's got to be a catch up in person. If you do not catch up in person, then you are screwed. Because you're just going to have a couple of message exchanges, right? And then nothing. It's got to be in person. Because you've got to see if there's still that energy. But for whatever time it's been, things can change. Things can happen. And in some respects, you will want to rekindle with that person even at that stage in their life. I previously spoke about the fact that your friends lives will not necessarily change at the pace that you will and that's okay but it can be a sticking point for conversation instantly we talk about the kind of baby difference right I don't have a desire to have children children are lovely to me I am a teacher or was a teacher whichever way you want to see it I think they're fascinating do I want to raise one no I've got to be interested in my friend's children as their life goes towards that. And if I choose that I'm not that interested in them, then that's the boundary that I put on our friendship. But I have to be prepared for the fact that they're not not going to talk about their child at some point. And if I want to see them more, I might have to accept them with a baby. And to me, it's not a case if I have to accept them as a baby. I want to at this point in time. But it might get to a point where I'm like, I, I really just, no. Like, I really don't want to hang around with your kids. I just want to hang around with you. But that is going to have a limit on them because their child is around. And so when you're rekindling, if someone's then had a child in that time or, you know, is on a different trajectory of life, then you've got to realise there's going to be differences and you are going to have to listen to some of them. And you've got to decide if you want to. It could be lovely to catch up, but to me, catch up conversations are small talk based. I'm a person that needs conversation that goes deeper than catch up. So catch up is good, it sets a tone and it lets you know the topics and the interest in a person's life, but I have got to get down another layer. Oh my god, how was it going through birth? Like, I will want to answer that question before I find out, like, when the label was, how long it was, but like, how do you feel now? How have you found being a mum for the first time? They're all the kind of questions that I would ask, because I I need that layer down, not just the, this is what happened, this is how how easy it was is how hard it was I need the how do we feel and what are we doing and how's it going and later as well we need to connect on something that I can connect with them on that's me being interested in what's happened to them but I don't have the experience and don't have much desire to go through that experience myself so you can rekindle but it will depend on what you're now interested in what they are so if they're not interested in me talking about this lifestyle podcasting business not having a full-time job, then that's going to cause some distance there. It's not a problem to break up with our friends. And I think trying to hold on to friends the same way that, you know, if we try to hold on to relationships that aren't serving us and that we cannot shift to a friendship with because we have too many existing feelings to that person, then that's problematic. In a friendship, if we think it's going to go back to the way we were at school, we may be wrong. It might. But it might not be the same as it was. Literally, the as it was lyrics jump into my head from Harry Styles there. Um, You know, it is that element of things will change. Life will move on. And we can't go back to when we were there. And it's just a reminder as well to stay in the present, to enjoy what you're doing now and to not look back and go, I wish it was like that again. We'd always have those moments. I'm not going to stop you feeling that or reflecting on that. But it should therefore make sure that we embrace that entirely when we're there. We can't worry about the fact that things will change because the only constant in life is change. We can't stop it. The more you try and control it, the worse it gets most of the time. 
But friendship breakups are hard. Whether they are heated and in the moment and we feel frustrated by the ending. Maybe we never then get the chance to really talk about it with that person because no one's really sure how to deal with this situation. They're just angry. Or whether, you know, it just fades and goes and you're not really sure why and you don't get closure that way and understanding. You can reach out or you can accept that that was a person that was in your life for that time, which is another way that I see relationships too. None of them are breakups that are bad. They are a person that was in your life for a particular amount of time. Sometimes they can turn into friendships and sometimes that absolutely doesn't work with the person that's there. Maybe you learnt too much about them that makes them untrustworthy, which is a common feature of both a relationship and a friendship. Maybe you can't depend on them. You acknowledge that and that's okay. Ultimately, we need friends. Our circles continue to get smaller and they get smaller quicker if we don't then try to revive and increase our friendship circles. Making new friends is a key part of getting through breakups with friends. Just the same way that over time, when we go through a relationship breakup, at some point we do want to try and fill that space again. Making new friends is an opportunity, and that's why the Single Girls Club was developed and Single Life Be Like online, to give that sense of friendship, community and coming together. You know, once a week I'll ask people what their week's been like, what they're up to at the weekend, what their weekly wins are. That's one of the ones that I like to ask regularly because it lets people share what they're doing. And more and more people respond to that now. Now that we're growing, now that there's more of us, now that the community's getting established and people are starting to know one another, they want to share what they're doing. And they talk to, oh my God, that sounds so cool. Someone's doing a burlesque class this week. Someone's, someone is on a solo trip at the moment. Some people have just been spending their time in nature and it's beautiful to see it and hear it. And those people will become friends over time. That's one type of friendship. Those that take it offline will then have other types of friendships. For every breakup that we have with a friend, whether obvious or transitionary, we then need to be creating opportunities to make more and more friends going forwards. Some of us are going to need single friends. Some of us are going to rekindle with friends that are still single, are newly single. People are going to go through divorce at some point. 50%, roughly, I'm sure the stat is, 50% of marriages end in divorce. If you are single or divorced, chances are there's going to be a bunch of people joining you at some point. And it's a horrific stat, really. It doesn't include any long-term relationships that never got to marriage either. There's going to be people that come and go for different reasons. Single friendships are important because single people do have more time generally they might not have it for you but there are gaps in their lives where they're not investing in a relationship where they do want those close intimate friendships and that is a space in a single person's life that is really special I think so when you're realizing that you haven't got those friends that were around anymore think carefully about who you want to fill that gap with who you want to be there for you and who's shown that to you already. I hope that's given you some comfort around friendships and breakups with them. It hasn't given you advice on how to navigate them or do them, but it has explained that they happen, that they are a thing and that they can happen for absolutely no reason at all other than life, which is hard because we don't want things to keep changing. We like things the way they are. We get comfortable and then suddenly... There's something else, something else to adapt to and deal with. But we can be clever about our actions and we can be clever about who we bring into our lives and, and what they add to our lives and what we add to theirs. 
If you want to find single people, then heading to the Single Girls Club events in person. There's more and more of those. I'm hoping to get more around the country going on. Also, Single Life Be Like is the online version. So if you know you can't get to the in-person events at the moment, you're finding it difficult in your area, join online. I know it's not quite the same, but the more you make of that opportunity and you reach out to people on there, the more you'll find that sense of connection. Until next time, everybody, keep thriving and celebrating single life together.